Hey everybody, whoever's listening. You all ready to join me today in our trip to outer space? Yeah. Albert Shivers. The Matrix doesn't happen. That's very true. Come along quietly or not. The general concept is that creativity flourishes in a in an atmosphere of freedom. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Planet Shivers podcast. My name is Piano McKenzie and I'm going to be sort of taking over today. Um, this is going to be my episode and I have my interviewee here, Albert. Um, so I'm going to be asking some questions, which probably is uh, a little bit different than what you're used to normally hearing because from my understanding you interview all types of people and, and everything like that. Um, so yeah, so I, I have a lot of questions that it took me a little bit to come up with. Um, a little bit about me is that I was a journal journalism major for some time. Um, I have two degrees in communication, my bachelor's and my master's. Um, I also have a podcast which we'll link, uh, it's called Golden State of Mind. Um, and I've just always loved journalism, I've always loved interviewing people. One of my favorite things to do is just getting to know people on like a really uh, sort of depth basis. Um, just getting to know what they love to do, not just, oh, where do you work, what do you do, how are you, things like that. Um, I believe that you can really connect with people more so on a little bit deeper questions and, and whatnot. So, I guess we should just start off. Cute little dog you've got there, but hold on. In a previous life, he could have been George Washington. Nice cat, perhaps Annie Oakley, and look at him, why it's Napoleon. Reincarnation. What human being was your pet in a previous lifetime? Master reincarnationist E. David Scott will tell you when you call this number. Just answer simple questions with your touch-tone phone. $1.95 per minute for entertainment only. Under 18, get permission. Call now. Learn who your pet was as a human in a previous lifetime. All right, so on the website uh, that you have, it says you insert emotion into your images with precision and heart. Can you explain a little bit about how you do this and the most common emotion you feel while you are working on your art? Well, I can feel very calm. Yeah. But that, like, at the same time, I can be very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe as it progresses, that excitement yeah, builds. Yeah, exactly. What it becomes, yeah. And, like, a lot of times I'll go into a piece mm-hmm. knowing just a little bit about where it's going and leaving yeah. other parts up to like impro- improvising yeah. as I go. Um, but I would, it's funny because I'll, those emotions and, and heart, mm-hmm. I feel it m- even more so when it's done. Yeah. Because like I get so wrapped up in the process yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. But when it's done, then I can like sit back and look at it. And even as more time passes mm-hmm. and I look at older pieces, I feel that even more. Yeah, because you see yeah. the progression in your artwork, right? Yeah. Different, different time periods. And when you're when I'm in the middle of it, like it's hard for me to look at it. Yeah. The way other people are gonna see it. Mm-hmm. Do you have a certain art piece that has like kind of created a certain like you look at this one art piece and you have a, a certain emotion attached to it when you look at it, like a a feeling of like gratitude for maybe you created this art piece at a certain time in your life. Um, and it helped pull you out of something, or you or you look at it in a way of like, oh, this was a piece that came out of a lot of like anger out of having a rough day. Do you have a certain mm-hmm. piece like that? 
pro- probably a handful of them. Yeah. That either I can relate to, like you said, mm-hmm. the time it was made. Yeah. And whatever was going on mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. Or even what I was feeling while doing it. Yeah. Or even so, like for example, there was, I'll even put down a piece if it's just really not working. Mm-hmm. I won't force it. I'll just put it aside. Yeah. And when I come back to it, I can then like, oh, I remember how stuck I was. And just that period of time mm-hmm. just change things. When you are feeling stuck in that way with your art, is there anything that you do that's like so almost like a, a routine practice to get yourself back into creating what you were creating? I'll just move on to the next move one. Move on to the next one? Because otherwise, I found by a handful of times mm-hmm. of trying to force it. Yeah, it doesn't And it just, I was never satisfied. Mm-hmm. But at the same time... You don't want to give up too quick. Yeah. So I'm slowly zeroing mm-hmm. in on the sweet spot of yeah. push myself a little bit and maybe I'll get over a hump that was yeah. small. Or, okay, this is too much now mm-hmm. and I'm going to ruin this. Yeah. That kind of actually leads into my next question, which was, okay. do you follow a routine before creating your art? And if so, what goes into this routine? Um, but I know you create so frequently, and I mean, I'm looking at all these masterpieces around <laughs> me, so I, I can assume that like it just comes naturally. But is there something that you have to prepare yourself for to get ready to be in that set of mind, to be the artist version of you, or is this something you carry with you every day? Um, I think over t- there was a time when I needed to be a little bit more, um, I needed more time to get into that headspace. Yeah. But... N- the more I've done it yeah. and the more I've made it my main deal, I feel like I'm just, I can jump in and jump out. Mm-hmm. And I will say, depending on where I am in the piece, that can factor in. Yeah. If I'm going to start with a br- something brand new, blank page, mm-hmm. then it's a lot of figuring and thinking. And yeah. I will want to have mm-hmm. more time to, to think yeah. about it. But but as I progress through it, once it's on its way, mm-hmm. I can jump in and out. I can imagine staring at a blank piece, a blank piece of paper, thinking of what to create, can be sort of overwhelming and exciting at the same time because there's so many ideas yeah. that come from it. I've know? been lucky that to have a lot of ideas. Yeah. So. Yeah. I can tell you, like, sometimes when you have that creativity, it's like a gift almost because it's always coming out in different ways. I mean, I'm sure even when you're just walk, going for a walk or something, it comes to you, you know, maybe I could create this or do this. Um, so I know your podcast focuses on incredible personalities, and that's sort of like what you say that you interview these people and um, with these different personalities. What would you deem about yourself that makes you an incredible personality? Um... I'm kind of all over the place. Yeah. And it was something that I had to get used to sharing with people. Mm-hmm. Where like my interests and, and where my thoughts align are kind of organized. Yeah. And for me, it all makes sense because yeah. I live it. But there were times when it was hard to relate, I guess. Yeah. Because I just had all these different interests and mm-hmm. things were all over the place. Yeah. And <laughs> rather than trying to find like the similar kind of people mm-hmm. who were had the same interest i just found other people who were just as all over the place yeah and you relate to, like on that level mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know 
how incredible it is, but it's it's fun. It's grown to be fun mm -hmm. to have interest in things that are in a lot of different spectrums. Yeah, yeah. And like I you think, see things a lot wider. Yeah. It's more wide angle view of life. I think a lot of people ultimately feel that way. They just don't share it because they want to come across as like a little bit more organized and whatnot. I'm a lot like that too mm -hmm. in my personal life. I'm like all over the place. I'm like, oh, where are my car keys? But I mean, <laughs> so I think I, I relate to, to that as well. But I think it's also, like you said, a great like trait to have because it makes you so much fun to be around someone energetic that has this lust for life and creativity. And um, I think that definitely, you know, is an incredible personality and a great trait to have. Um, well, thank you. Yeah. After doing so many interviews, what is one question that you've always wanted to be asked during an interview? Oh, I don't know. You know, it's it's always funny. I've done a lot of interviews yeah. with the podcast, and it's always funny and like off-centering when somebody flips it on me. Yeah. And it's happened where somebody that I'm talking to is, starts peppering me with the questions. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. I think... One like common question that I've asked a lot, probably because it's something that I'm interested in, mm -hmm. because I'm interested in my own way of doing yeah. things, is people's different process. Mm -hmm. Whether it's musicians, visual yeah. artists, or like what, even what just like a teacher. Yeah, yeah, like what's so like we call it. How did you get started? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like how do you get started? Like yeah. what? Something as simple as, like, do you listen to music when you're mm -hmm. doing what you do? Does it come to you all at once, or do you really sit and work at it? Yeah. Yeah, so that's because honing my process over the yeah. years has improved my ability to, like, be productive and, and create. Yeah. So I've always been interested in that with other people, too. When did you start? Like, how old were you when you started to really start to create art and said, hey, this is something that I think I'm good at. This is something I love yeah. to do. So, you know, I always drew. I was always yeah. a creative little guy, yeah. only child. Okay. So I had all this time to myself. Yeah. And when your mind can shoot in a creative direction, it's such yeah. a gift. Yeah. Time is such a gift. And... So I would always draw and make things up and play. And so sixth grade, um, there was middle school down a block from me was had a mat. They called it a magnet program, which was art, theater, and music. Well, the arts. Okay. And if you applied for this, that you'd get these special classes. Yeah. That was the first time, like I ever used my art for something. Yeah. And okay. like my, my, we had to put a portfolio together, and mm -hmm. my mother like, kind of like, pushed me along the way. Yeah. And I got into it. Oh wow! Okay. And the funny thing is, so the teacher at the time, now I kind of appreciate it. Yeah. But at the time, our teacher was so hard on us, yeah. or at least felt like she was so hard on me, mm -hmm. where I didn't want to know nothing about art yeah. after I was done. So it was 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, and I was just so done yeah. because I wasn't enjoying the class. Yeah. And I remember like my little like rebellious act in the class was turning every assignment somehow in about cars. Really? Okay. 
where I, I'd somehow figure out because the teacher would always like roll her eyes, another car thing, yeah. uh, really. <laughs> and but I'd always find a way, yeah. just just to be like, I don't enjoy this. I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna like yeah. kind of rebel in this yeah. way. Basically, like a screw you, Yeah. So it was. You know, all through high school, uh-huh. my interests got pulled in different directions, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until I started college again here at ESU uh-huh. that I got back into art. Like it, uh-huh. it just it was went dormant yeah. for four years or so. Really interesting. But it was always yeah. like I could look and say, "Oh, well, this was it trying to come out, and this was it trying to come out." Yeah. And like life wasn't particularly artistic around yeah. me. So um, maybe you just didn't have the time um, or the space that was like needed to create how you were supposed to create, if that makes yeah. sense in that time. Um, but that's interesting about the cars aspect because isn't that a huge part of your artwork now? Yeah, and you do a lot of a lot of. Car I still art? have. Yeah. The, so they had in the class they had a how to draw cars book like yeah. that, how to books. So when I left the class. I has, still had that book. I still have it. Oh, really? Just to, like, look at it and laugh. Yeah. You know, you should um, make a, an artwork of a car for her and send yeah. it to her one day. <laughs> Just mail it. And, and you can see the progression you made. Yeah. Like, those well, cars weren't for nothing. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. So, years, like, after college, I found her on Facebook. Oh, really? And um, wrote to her and said, look, like, if you remember me, I had like a tough time yeah. in your class, but now I'm the only one from that program that is still doing art. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What did she did she respond? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to get her to come on the podcast. Oh my gosh. That would yeah. be amazing. Wow. That would be a really cool turn of events. I, but like, I think so. Yeah, it'd be interesting yeah. to hear her point of view too, you know, yeah. as a teacher, because a lot of the times in school, we, we find these teachers that we feel like push us, and it kind of creates sort of resentment towards them, but um, maybe the outcome is supposed to be positive. You never know. It's like when your parents are really hard on you, and you're like, okay, I get it. You're being a little mean, but they, they do a tough lot right. in a way, you know? Um, so another question that I have is a lot of the artwork you do is of other people. So I noticed a lot of, um, you, like, you have a lot of people in your apartment right now um, just portrayed in different ways. We have a lady with hair kind of covering her face, and she's mm-hmm. got a serious look on. Um, if you, have you ever tried to draw yourself? Um, only in, like, cartoon comic book Really? Form. Okay, yeah. Uh, only, like, satirizing myself. Okay. And, well, first of all, Why? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I I um I don't know. Like every good artist at some point has a self portrait. Yeah. So I guess I'm due. Yeah. But it's just always been cartoons with me. That's yeah. how I think it's how like I kinda you ever so you ever hear George Clinton, he was a funk musician in the seventies and he his advice to other musicians, but I kinda took it to heart with visual art. Yeah is to embrace the idea of characterizing yourself. Yeah. Making yourself a caricature. yeah. So years ago, I kind of ran with that. Yeah. And I never was one to take myself too seriously, especially uh-huh. with art. You run into that a lot. Yeah. So I always wanted to pivot the other way mm-hmm. and just find humor in the, like, the art, in the stuffy artist. Yeah. So it's always, self-portraits have always yeah. been... 
like more a, like comic book type satirical things. Satirical, comic yeah. book, yeah. Well, if you, so if you were to draw a self-portrait, sort of similar to the artworks um, that you have displayed, uh, how, how would you portray yourself? Like, how would you want other people to see this image? So like I said, I see this woman here with her hair covering her face. She looks kind of serious. She looks a little bit determined or, or maybe angry. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not entirely sure what she's feeling. Um, but how would you want people to look at your self-portrait and portray you as? Um, I would, to think about it, I could picture it in my head. Yeah. Um, and it wouldn't, probably wouldn't look much different than the piece that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I'd want to give people something. Yeah. That, like, if I was going to sit down and do, like, a serious self-portrait. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't think I I don't think it could be funny. Yeah. It would and have I, to be serious. A lot would probably go into it because it's like a lot of interpretation. You you can look at you know, art is so much more than a photo. It has a story, it has a meaning, it has like a personal connection. So to be able to look at that and say, Oh, this is the artist, it would have to be something that you'd want to represent yourself as or, or you an emotion that you'd want to revoke in others, you know. Yeah, to, to I wouldn't want there to be any frills. Yeah, yeah. You know? No comedic gestures, no not a big head, little body type right, of thing. Yeah. Um so if you were to imagine your artwork somewhere legendary, where would it be? Uh not only in a museum, for example, but Let's say you drew an art sketch on the Eiffel Tower, uh -huh. um, or maybe you left a piece, piece of your art on a boat in the Atlantic by drawing on a sticker and placing it there, uh -huh. um, or maybe the Brooklyn Bridge. You just wanted to leave it there for everyone under the bridge to enjoy. Right. Um, so what is, have you ever thought about that? I mean, not necessarily like a museum or anything like that, but uh, something very unique to you as to where you would like to leave a piece of your art. Well, I like the idea of it being out. Yeah, in the like open, in, in yeah. The open like that. So more people can see it than yeah. just, like, it, it's available to not just museum goers and, and things right. like that, but anybody, you know. Yeah, I like the idea of it being, like you said, on a building. Yeah. Um, I even like the idea of it being, like, hidden in places. Yeah, that would, would be, be neat, yeah. Yeah, and I think that there's so many ways to, like, spread your art. I mean, I see murals where we live all the time. Yeah. Um, People are really making their way. I mean, there was like a bump, I would say, where we live, where people were really creative. They were, you know, during doing murals everywhere. I haven't seen new ones in a quite few years, but it was a lot of people love the art that we have going on on Main Street, and it's beautiful. Have you ever thought about doing something like that? Um, I would. I would. I think um, it would be. It would definitely be be fun. No, yeah. I would want definitely want it to be my style, mm -hmm. only because that's what I know that I'm good at. Yeah, yeah. and I'd want it to be as good as it can yeah. be. Um, but yeah, to do a big yeah. black and white face on the side of yeah. a building would be really cool. I can imagine this lady painted on uh, on somewhere with yeah, you know, just like in a city on a brick wall or something like that. Um, because I see there's faces everywhere, you know, um, and it's it's really, I think it's such a cool part of art. Because you look at it and you wonder, who is that person? Yeah. You know, and then who is that? I got into the faces because yeah. I figured, like, well, it's the hardest thing to do. Yeah. So I might as well, like, start, start working on it and yeah. start with that. And you did a really good job. Like, it's, it no, literally looks like a person. <laughs> like, you got the features extremely well. Um, and it's... I, you did a really good job. Funny enough, this this character here 
Mm-hmm. He almost reminds me a little bit of Mick Jagger. Okay. In a way. I don't know why I'm getting that sort of look. So there's a character with, um, I don't know how to describe it. It almost looks like there's uh, like a grenade and then a comb coming out of the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it's really unique. Like I could find myself staring at these for a couple hours trying to kind of intake right. what, what's going on. I think that's such an important and valuable part of art, you know, is, mm-hmm. is to do that. Um, so... Was there a piece that you realized that you worked on and you realized, damn, I'm good, <laughs> that you kind of worked on, you finished, and you were like, wow, I, like, when did you first realize that? Like, wow, I have talent, and what piece was it? There's, there's brief moments of that when, and it, and it, may, it exists, like, to say, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm good. Like, that yeah. brief moment of pride for me exists when, like I said before, there's some parts of the art that's improvised. Yeah. And when I feel like I've just run across a tightrope mm-hmm. without falling artistically, yeah. then I feel good about it. And there, there are certain pieces, to like the second part of your question, there are certain pieces, not necessarily that I feel like there's pride behind it, yeah. but I just know, okay, this one stands out. Yeah. And the first time that really happened, and I could show you guys mm-hmm. afterwards, yeah. um, was a painting of um, a jazz piano player, or it was okay. actually pen and ink. And I had done it while I'm talking about it. I, I have it on my phone here. Okay, yeah. While I was doing it, it was the first time I was doing something in this style, Yeah. which was to portray this piano player as if she was melding together with her instrument yeah. while she was playing it. And I think I might have seen... Is this on your portfolio? On your, yeah. On your website? I yeah. Might have seen it. I don't remember. Yeah, I did see that. So it's yeah. Dorothy Donegan, who is a piano player in the 1940s. And it just felt like it was just working. The whole thing yeah. just worked as it was going. And... I kind of interpreted that as she was so into the music that she felt like as one with the piano. Mm-hmm. Like she was so into it and felt it like spread throughout her body that she was kind of intertwined with it. Um, and I, 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 yeah, I saw that piece. I was like, I think that I, I like that one a lot. Um, and it's almost like her fingers are tree branches in a way too. Right. It's, it's there's so much to interpret. It's like, well, it's, it's like very natural. It's almost yeah. looks like roots or is she melting. Yeah. And what was so fun about this, as it went to different shows, and everybody, different people kept seeing yeah. it, and I would keep my mouth shut and not tell anybody my what I think it is. Because yeah. it was so cool yeah. to have, like, if five different people came up to me, yeah. five different opinions on it. Yeah. One person said, like, oh, is she in pleasure or, or pain? Yeah. You know, and I just hadn't thought of it that way. Like I hadn't yeah. thought of like a pain angle to it, or the balance between yeah. pleasure and pain and creating she's like, art she's or music. Your heart out. Like, yeah. So that was like the first piece where it felt like something clicked. Yeah. And it was all of a sudden like it was winning contests and yeah. everybody wow. wanted prints of it and it was in it was in like a bunch of different places on on display. Um, it was the first thing that everybody seemed to like. Yeah. Something like, I want to something. Yeah. And this this style slowly evolved into what I'm doing now with just the black and white. Yeah. 
and just more drips and things. Yeah, that's really... So have you sold this piece? No, I still... You still have it? Yeah, I'll probably cling to the original yeah. for a long time. Oh, I don't blame you. I do. It's That's like the tough thing. Yeah. Is you put so much of your time into something. Yeah. And... The original is hard to part with. And you want someone who purchased it to just not have it, but to appreciate yeah. it. No. I'd rather give it to somebody yeah. who I know appreciates yeah. it than sell it to someone who I'm like, ah, I don't know. Yeah, you don't really know yeah. them that well. What are your top three muses or inspirations for your artwork? Um, would you think in like names of people or just if you have people in your life that influence your artwork that yeah or um inspirations you know okay. things that you see i think maybe it seems like um the cars nascar sort of is yeah. like a big influence to you um is that something that meant a lot to you growing up that you were a part of or it just kind of came about so in that period of time mm -hmm. when art what didn't exist for me yeah that's when um, I just got into that. Yeah. And it, again, we talked about all over the place. Mm -hmm. Motorsports in general wasn't really a big thing where I grew up in the city. Yeah. Nobody was really into it. Mm -hmm. So at the time, it felt like it was mine. Yeah. And it felt very personal. Yeah. Because nobody in school was into mm -hmm. it. Nobody knew anything about it. It's like my thing. Yeah. So when you're in a big city and big schools mm -hmm. where there's just so many people, to find something that was like mine. Yeah. So I just sort of like ran with it. And I'm not a particular like, I like cars, but I wouldn't, I'm not a, a car, car guy, guy. <laughs> as you define yeah. it. But it was, so I ended up like getting into like unusual aspects of mm -hmm. it like just the minutia yeah. of the, of the races and all the detail that goes into it and over the years I've been able to make these abstract yeah. parallels between NASCAR and like fine art and make yeah. all these comparisons so that's that is somewhat of an inspiration mm -hmm. music is huge I think that like music more inspires my artwork than other art. Does. Is there a specific song you play or album? Or? Um, it depends. Yeah. It, I can depend on like the piece. Like if I'm yeah. listening to music when I'm painting or or doing collage, sometimes I'll consciously say oh, I don't want to listen to this. Yeah. When I'm working on this, but um, in a general sense, it's this old 1920s and 30s jazz. Mm -hmm. Would okay. be like the main. Yeah, you have thing. that on in the, in the back yeah. of your hand. I love that. Um, my mom actually, she's always listening to jazz while she's doing things. She said it just puts her in a good mood, like creativity wise. You know, yeah. she gets things done, and I'm like, I gotta start uh, listening to that more. Um, the thing about jazz, I'll just give you a very short spiel on it. Yeah. Um, to think about, so think about rock music, mm -hmm. where there's all there you have metal. Punk, classic rock, folk mm -hmm. rock, all these subgenres. Yeah. There's just as many subgenres with jazz. Like we turn on, like and not NPR, but the the one that broadcasts out of Philly. Yeah. W, um, WRTI. Mm -hmm. 
and they play a lot of newer stuff. And in my mind, that means like from like the 70s on. Yeah. And that's all well and good in and of itself. So we only kind of get what is like noodles. Yeah. Which is good, but there's so many other things. Yeah. So that if you don't like this kind of jazz, just the same as if you don't like metal, you'll like classic rock. If you don't like, you know, bebop, yeah. you might like swing. Or this side or the other. Yeah. I didn't know there were so many genres in jazz. That's yeah. interesting. Have you ever been to um, the jazz spot in Del Delaware Watergad? Yes. Did you hear that? Yeah. yeah. A lot of people love that place. Mm -hmm. There's that. a lot of history. In Delaware Gap. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Um, so... You have a lot of pictures or paintings and, and artwork done of faces. And mm. I've seen you've done some of like old-time celebrities as well. I believe there was one of Marilyn Monroe. Yes. Um, if you could give one of these, if you could give one person that you painted the artwork of themselves, who would it be? Uh, can we get her alive? It can be life. It can be um, like an example Marilyn Monroe. It could be Amy Winehouse. It could be any of those people. Okay. Um, right off the bat, I, uh, last year I did a painting of Louis Armstrong. Oh yeah. And that, uh, I was that was one of those to me that stood out. Yeah. I put like, a lot of time and a lot of heart into it. Yeah. And that would be one. That would okay. I think would be the first one. Yeah. Like if he was still around, I'd want to give that to yeah. him. Just because of as a thank you. Yeah. You know, and a lot of my portraits are kind of that way. Mm -hmm. Like, like a gratitude to yeah, the pay of respect. If I'm going to spend the time to put into it, mm -hmm. that it, it can't, it's very personal. Like I, People tell me a lot that I should do political cartoons or mm -hmm. um, more, more famous portraiture. Mm -hmm. Like beyond what just interests me. Yeah. But it wouldn't come out as good. Like I've yeah. done it. And it wouldn't come out as good yeah. because it's not, like, my heart isn't yeah. in it. And that's what I've found over the years is that my heart has to be in it yeah. to some degree. Is there anyone that you're planning on creating next that is sort of somebody that you look up to or um, a past all-time type celebrity that you're thinking about um, maybe doing a drawing of? Or... Yes. So I've been doing, a, over the time, doing a bunch of different comedians. Okay, yeah. And... So, like, in the style I'm working in now, there's a Richard Pryor, there's George Carlin, mm. Andrew Dice Clay, Lenny Bruce, um, Mantan Moreland. Uh, I, uh, I feel like there's a couple others. But the next one I want to do is Joan Rivers. Okay, yeah. Because I, I realized after the last one that I had not done mm. a female comedian yet. Oh, interesting. So I wanted, that has to be yeah. the next one. That'll be a different contrast. It'll be interesting to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because eventually I think it would be cool to have them all displayed together. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I'm not doing them one right after the other. Yeah. But to I'm getting, like, yeah. a little collection going. Yeah. But I realized yeah. after the last one, like, I haven't done a female comedian yeah. yet. So Joan Rivers, she was the first yeah. one that came to mind. She's and very funny. Do you work on, like, several pieces at once? Or do you kind of, like, you know, divide them? Like, this week I'm going to work on this. Next week I'll work on... I can have at most two going at once. Okay. Not counting ones that I'll put aside for an extended amount of time. Yeah. So, and a lot of times I'll purposely not have them be the same size. Mm -hmm. So that it feels different. Yeah. So, yeah, the most, I'm trying to have more than two 
going at mm-hmm. once. Because what, if I have, again, like time, is so important to creating yeah. art. So while, I'm, while I have, let's say, I do Joan Rivers and another portrait. Mm-hmm. So while there's like steps to it, and you need to let it dry. Yeah. So while Joan Rivers is drying over here, yeah. But I'm still. I don't want to stop. Yeah. I'm still, still going. Yeah. So then I'll pick up the second one and work on that. And generally, by the time I'm getting to the point where this one has to dry, Joan Rivers is ready for me to jump yeah. back in. Here at OffBrandHeels.com, we've got all the brands that fit your needs and your budget. Johnny Tune, Dolce & Banana, Marolo Blornig, Prader, Gookie, DKNI, Alexander McCain, Diana Von Fistenbug, and Jessica Simpson. We've got all the brands that fit your needs. Job interviews, running from your parole officer, attending a theater opening, breaking into your mom's house to steal her cable box. OffBrandHeels.com, naturally Fancy. You ain't not queen to see if you're crank yours. I bet you over here you're crank. Be careful. That thing makes us power. Yes, sir. I got the power. You gonna ride in there with me and ask me? Yeah, I'll get Alright, that's a deal. What is your favorite work of art that you've sold? That I've sold. Or given away. Um, Two, two kind of come to mind. Uh, yeah, two kind of mind, I guess, at first. One um, was a portrait of an old jazz singer, Adelaide Hall, that was purchased by John Coltrane's son. So that was really cool. Yeah. I wasn't there for the sale. Really? Okay, yeah. Um, but it was happened right around the corner. He was in town to go to the Deerhead. Oh, my god. And gosh. he stopped in the gallery during a time when they had a specific setup that was just my jazz stuff yeah. at the time. Um, like headlined by the woman playing the piano. Oh and gosh. he had come in just passing through and he liked this one portrait and bought it. Um, so that stands out to me. Mm-hmm. And then I had gifted a print of the Louis Armstrong portrait mm-hmm. that I told you about to a friend and their reaction to it really was like was more worse more than any sale really yeah i can imagine that that's i mean you're you're pretty much set up for every holiday right because you can just (laughs) create the best gift to get right (laughs) just like like doing custom drawings for my friends yeah or like a couple friend of mine like um husband wife and their kids so i made them a family of Mickey Mouse characters. Oh, that's so cool, yeah. So those, mm-hmm. like those custom ones that are gifts for people, you know, I did um, portraits of my folks for their anniversary. Yeah. Um, things like that. You don't have to like go to Etsy. You can just go right to yourself. No, right, yeah. yeah. Wow, it's, so you said your artwork is displayed around here then. Where yeah. is it? So right now it's at the, um, the Gamut Art Gallery, which is right around, the, um, right near here. Um, on 8th Street. Okay. I also, but it's, for the rest of this month, there's art at Renegade Winery. Oh, I love Renegade. Um, Did you put your art there? Yeah. This really? is my first time there. Okay. And I'm working on, um, there's like one other local place, and I'm always working on places mm-hmm. out of town. Yeah. Whether it's like towards the Lehigh Valley or yeah. down towards the city. 
Yeah. So, have you gone to see your artwork yet, hanging up? I'm yeah. assuming yeah several times. Yeah, it's, 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 it's weird. Is it weird? I mean, I can imagine, like, just looking at it and being like, yeah, um, that was me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, it's, hard to, <laughs> it's hard to know what to say yeah. to people. When they ask you questions, right? Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes I, it's just happening. Yeah. Like, I'm doing it, I'm aware, and I'm concentrated, I'm not on another planet. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, like, it's just happening, and I don't have the answers all the time. Yeah. It's like what I was thinking. Do you ever feel like you left the situation, like, oh, I wish I said this about the, the piece or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can, you, you get shy being the center of attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there are, there are probably times when I could have, Either A, like, been more of a schmoozer, mm-hmm. which is uphill battle yeah. for me. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's definitely, I mean, the job is, it, it almost feels like it's halfway done creating the piece. And then the other yeah. half is, like, trying to figure out how to speak to people. And I'm sure it comes as a lesson and then a huge learning experience as well. Um, everyone has a lot of, I mean, a lot of dreams that are, are big. Um what is the biggest dream that you have for the next couple of years that you wish for your work to come true and for yourself? Um, so personally and uh, art art wise. So I think this might fit both. Uh-huh. But one thing that I I've enjoyed doing over the years is um, mixing together all the the facets that I can Mm -hmm. and putting it into one piece and getting as close to a lot of times the image in your head no matter what it is like that you're creating doesn't match what happens on the page or on screen or on the recording Mm -hmm. so there's always like variables that are expected unexpected between the thought of like this is gonna be perfect. Yeah. To this is how it came out, mm-hmm. and it, so to align to get those two things as close as possible, and I've gotten close with it on a lot of pieces, and some pieces have exceeded mm-hmm. what I first thought they were. So just the continual like pursuit of that. Yeah. And to just keep digging like deeper into creativity. Yeah. And like just finding. So like I, I, since I've done it, I look at a lot of different art, and and not comparing it like good or bad, mm-hmm. but a bit of comparison to what I'm doing, and a lot of times it again comes down to time, and when you decide something is finished. Yeah. So if I'm at the end, if I feel like I'm at the end of a piece, I've gotten into the habit of saying, okay, is it finished though? Yeah. Is it really finished? Could you and add like, something here? Right. Yeah. And see, again, like I said before, not forcing it. Yeah. But seeing if I can push myself to find, like, something else. Yeah. Like, it's just, I had a moment two or three shows ago, like a year and a half ago, and it was at the same place around the corner, where it was the day that, so the show's there last three months. Oh, wow. Okay. And it was a few days before... The show was going to end, mm-hmm. and I was going to pick up the art and bring it home. So I went over there to just 
take a, a film of the entire room to have it. Yeah. To say, okay, this was this show. I like to document yeah. stuff. And I was looking around the room, and in that moment, I felt like these are all the same painting at their like core. Yeah. They're all the same painting. That's the portrait, and there's stuff going on around it. And that, like, was, was one of these kind of moments of saying, like, okay, it needs to become a goal of mine for every portrait, every piece of art, just to feel different. Mm -hmm. And that's when I said, well, if you're doing this high contrast black and white ink stuff with portraits, try to make a scene. Yeah. So the woman at like her mirror in the living room was the first push to say, okay, it's not just going to be a portrait. It's going to be a scene. Yeah. And then doing this big piece, like, okay, you work a lot in this size. Go bigger. Interesting. Wow, yeah. And that piece is pretty big. Right. I mean, yeah, that... I like how you, you've really positioned it well, too, where you have it. It has, like, the perfect amount of space um, to work on. Mm -hmm. And that's so interesting to think about, like, what is the consumer looking for? Are they looking for a photo of, you know, a face, like a portrait, or a scene, like you kind of described? Yeah. And I think it, it all... You only really know once you get there, right? And you're looking at the yeah. art, and you're like, oh. And how subtle, like, with certain portraits, or even, like, a, a full-body portrait... How subtle can I get yeah. to still convey an emotion? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, can I... And it, sometimes it happens where, like, a little bit of shading, like, change one extra head. line can can change it. Interesting. Yeah. And that is, like, a fun... It's, like, playing with the throttle, almost, yeah. with the artwork. Yeah. See, so, like... How close to the line can I get without going too much? Because you mm -hmm. could overshade, you could over everything. Yeah. Like, how close can I get and, like, dance on that line mm -hmm. and get exactly what I want? Yeah. And sometimes you don't. Like, sometimes you fall. Yeah. And there's been many a piece that um, ended up, like, either never getting revisited or really? becoming... Um, you know, painting over it or becoming like BB gun practice. Really? <laughs> so So that's what you do with these these pieces that you don't understand. If they saying. fail, yeah. They they either go into a box. I have a box. Okay. That's just that's abandoned art is written on it. Really? Okay. And it just goes in there yeah. and over time I'll flip through it. Yeah. And sometimes something that I may have given up on will just spring a new idea. So there's, really yeah, there's what yeah. I'm working on, there's what I probably can get back to with yeah. some time, then there's things where it's like, I need to forget this exists for a while, yeah. and be, sometimes I do go back. It would be interesting, um, maybe on one of the future podcasts, to go through those artworks and discuss why you stopped and why you feel like it's in the, the box, yeah. the vault, so yeah. to speak. <laughs> Um, so I have a couple questions now that aren't, I mean, now that we really got to know you a little mm -hmm. bit more, a little bit better, um, I just kind of want to know a little bit more basic questions. So to start, what is your favorite movie? My favorite movie is Whatever Works with, um, Larry David and Evan Rachel Wood that was written and directed by Woody Allen. Oh. But that's probably my favorite movie. Okay. And it's well, like I can go back to it any time. Yeah, like one those, of those, those kind of movies, movies are the best. Yeah, when you, it feels like it's you're watching it for the first time over and over again, 
Um, have you ever seen Breakfast at Tiffany's? Yeah. That's, yeah. Like, that's my favorite movie. Okay. I think it's such a good, the classics are just like, it, it leaves you feeling a different way than, mm -hmm. than any um, harsh comedy movie these days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what is your favorite color? Green. Green? Like a dark green or? Like, um, you know, like an aquamarine. Aquamarine? Okay, yeah. Like, for whatever reason, mm -hmm. that's my favorite color. Where is your favorite place to go? Do you like have a favorite place around here that you revisit frequently um, to go just to like easy and easy happiness? Um, if that makes sense, like you go there and you just have a great day. Is it a beach town? Is it um, a lake house? Is it the mountains? Is it um, a coffee shop you love around here? Where is your favorite place to go? My favorite places have to do with the people I'm around when yeah. I'm there. Okay. So it's usually either visiting friends or family, because yeah. like it would. That's I think the people are, hit me more than the place does. Yeah. Like you, I could plug in those people at any point and probably be having a good time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I never really thought of it like that. Um, I'm always like, all right, we'll get the place figured out, then we'll bring the people. <laughs> but I guess sometimes it's good to look at it. You know, but I I do like physically I, I like like the the forest better. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed growing up in the city. I still yeah. like the city. Do you go often to visit? Not no. as often as I used to. Yeah. Like I was down there all the time pre-COVID, mm -hmm. um, and then after that, it just I just haven't been down as much. Mm -hmm. um, mainly just again time. Yeah. You no, know, I did an art show down there a couple of years ago, and that was the last time I was there. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I always forget how easy the city is to get from here. Yeah, and I I'm always like, would take the bus. Yeah. I wouldn't even drive. I'm like, I, I need to start doing that more. Um, what is your favorite thing to do around here? Um, other than art, mm -hmm. um, which is most of what I do up here, yeah. um, is... I will definitely listen to music mm -hmm. or read. Yeah. You know, if I'm not, it's like art or I'm watching my racing. Yeah. Or I'm reading. What are you reading right now? Are you working on a book? Right now I'm reading um, Norm MacDonald's autobiography oh. based on a true story. Okay. And so I'll also read two things at once. Yeah. So I'm... I'm reading that and working through a Tolstoy book. Really? Which is very contrasting. Yeah, yeah. I... It's his own, it's not one of his novels. It's Tolstoy's own personal writings. Really? So it's very dry and, and it gets very dark. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But it is interesting. Yeah. It is. Um, so I have about, I have two questions left, um, but they might be... A pretty, pretty important one. Okay. <laughs> so, why is art so important to you? <laughs> I mean, you kind of talked yeah. about that on the, the podcast, but I want you to kind of think, um, I guess, immediately what comes to you and what emotion you feel with why you love it so much, why it, like, fuels your, your life. Uh, I like making something out of nothing. Yeah. Like, that's pulling something out of thin air... Mm -hmm. I like it. 
and it's always it's been something that's been around me. Yeah. Like not in the way of art. You know, my my on my father's side they were all carpenters. Interesting. Okay. All the men, yeah. my uncle, my father, my grandfather. Mm-hmm. You know, they all worked with their hands making something out of nothing but they were building things. Yeah. And I always think of it that I'm doing the same thing but yeah. just with art. So yeah. I think it's in me a little bit, that kind of drive. Mm-hmm. But um, then the, I just love the process. Yes. Like the, the, and the surprises oh, yeah. that come in between. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how quick, once something is done, mm-hmm. I just want like the next one. Yeah. It's almost, it's good, but it's almost like an addiction. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, next piece. Yeah, next, you know. I get that. Um, I I like to paint, not like this. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but when I, when I do, it's like the relaxation that comes from it and just kind of like the peace that I find doing it. Um, and then the ultimate like end of the artwork is just very satisfying. Um, and I like having them around because it also makes people ask you about them, right? Because mm-hmm. it's unique to you. And then when they do ask you, you get to share a little bit about yourself. And um, I think with conversations, sometimes it's hard to get past the, the oh, the basics, you know, and, and how, who are you and whatnot. Um, yeah. I think art really pushes that. So I think if you see um, something in someone's home and you, this is really interesting, who did this? And it was you, it, it starts a whole other yeah. kind of connection and conversation. I think that could be the beauty of art. Um, and to bring it around like something you brought up earlier is whether even for the paintings you've done, it's still like it's a stamp in time. Mm-hmm. That original painting, yeah. whether it's mine, yours, whoever's, is a stamp in time mm-hmm. that you may remember what you were doing at that yeah. point, where you were at. Like nostalgia. Like if, yeah. if, Have you ever had like you smell like a, a bakery or like you hear a song that brings you back to a certain time in your life? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that can be like artwork is nostalgic when you look at it and you remember what you were doing yeah. that day what how this art piece came about um and so i think my last question for you here is that if you ever met somebody who was starting the process of art um but they were they felt discouraged um they felt like maybe they weren't creative enough or they felt like it wasn't going to go anywhere and they don't want to just create to not do anything what would your words be to them? Your advice. Um, it would sound like maybe cliche even, mm-hmm. but just to like keep going. Yeah. Because I, you know, the way I put it, like I sucked for a while. Yeah. Before I finally like was content, but I was just like thick, I was a thicko about it. I was yeah. like, no, nope, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. No, nope, I'm going to keep going. I'm not happy about this, but I'm going to keep going. And eventually it clicked. So that would be my... It was keep going yeah. and create for yourself. Yeah. Because if, you if you don't like what you're doing... Nobody else will. Then it's, yeah. really not gonna, it's really not going to have a soul to it. Yeah. Like it could just... You could... There's some like balance between really exercising the technical ability, which mm-hmm. is just as important. But your heart has to be in it too. Yeah. If you're really going to make it. Yeah, you have to have love behind what you're creating. Um, what is this piece that you're working on now? 
Is it for you? Is it to display in your art gallery? Um, hopefully it'll, it'll end up somewhere, but they always start out as for me. Yeah. Um, and I like the idea of a, of a giant face. Yeah. Because you look at it and it does, like, it can make you feel small. Yeah, I can. It so, makes you feel like she's looking at you. Right. And you're, like, this big. And right. So that, yeah. hopefully, that's, that's what I'm going for with this. Yeah. Is to make you feel small. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I'm still, like, there's still a lot to be figured. Mm -hmm. I thought about making the eyes into a mirror. Yeah, that would be really cool. That would be unique, yeah. So that way I keep, you're looking at it yeah. you'll see your reflection. And yeah. I, so I don't know if that'll hurt or help the, make me yeah. feel small. So I might test it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. you can always like, test it and then see. Yeah. I think that's a cool part of art is there's, you can move forward with an idea and then take it back if you want. Um, but I just want to, yeah, that, that was all the questions I have. And, okay. and it was a pleasure because this was our first time really meeting. And yeah. I, it was definitely a pleasure to get to know you through these questions. And I think the moment that I walked into your apartment and saw everything that you have um, placed, the photos, the music playing, I feel like I instantly got to know you in that way, you know. And I think it's interesting how much our spaces really reflect us, what we mm. create. Um, and that's why I think it's always important to keep creating, like you said, even if you feel like you suck. Um, just do it to express who you are and and you know get let people learn a little bit more about you other than the surface level of what you might present um, and I think that we can actually do that by creating and, and inviting people to see the work that we've done um, so thank you for letting me take control of this podcast today yeah. and um, yeah it was really great interviewing you and Again, my name is Fiona, um, and I have a podcast that's totally different. Um, mine focuses a lot on mental health and kind of just things that you deal with while you're going through your 20s and things like that. It's called Golden State of Mind. You can find it on Spotify. Um, and yeah, so it was a pleasure. Thank you for allowing me to be here. Yeah, this was a thrill, Fiona, yeah. and I appreciate you coming through and, and, and doing happy it. happy 100th episode. Right? Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank that's you. Pretty, that's pretty crazy. I don't, I'm only on my 13th with my podcast, so I, I, I'm like 100 or I got a long time to go. <laughs> Better get going with that. Yeah, and I started in 2019. Oh, wow. And there okay. were a lot of big gaps yeah. in between for one reason or the other. Yeah. That's but it was I, fun, I, I and like you just... I had kind of like this one is another example. I had conversations I never would have had. Yeah. With people that I knew. Yeah. And people I never would have met. Yeah. Because of just doing this when I can. And I think it's definitely a great, great opportunity to get to know people um, on a different level and connect. And it's like we never knew we would have known each other through different connections we have or living in the same town. So. Right. But this was a pleasure. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank Don't you. Let me interview you. Absolutely. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to another episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. A big, big thank you to Fiona for coming on this funky episode to flip the script on me. And don't forget, you can find this episode and a whole lot more on all major podcast platforms and YouTube. Um, you can check out more of what I'm up to on Instagram at Albert Shivers or on the website www.albertshivers.com as well as the Albert Shivers Patreon page. A lot of Albert Shivers out there. Also, my collage art film, Mando Alberto, is somewhere on YouTube, and if you could find it, you should watch it. With all that said, 
we got some good episodes coming up um a lot of fun people man this the after 100 we're really going strong here um so i look forward to releasing them and having you all hear them until next time take care of yourself and take care of somebody else Goodbye, wimps.